Hello, Summit Church family. Hey, welcome to our Sunday, March 22nd service. Uh, You know, this is the first time that we have met together, but not in person. And of course, this is due to the request of our governmental authorities who have asked us to temporarily not congregate with more than 10 people to help stop the spread of the coronavirus. And I believe God will bless us for our compliance to our governmental authorities based on Romans, the 13th chapter. And I want you to know I'm not afraid of the coronavirus. However, uh, we need to use wisdom and follow not only spiritual guidelines, but also natural guidelines when combating, sick, combating sickness and disease. Remember that church is not just a building. The Bible says we, as children of God, through faith in Christ Jesus, are temples of the Holy Spirit. And whether we gather together in person, or like today on Facebook, not in person, like I said the first time ever, uh, remember Jesus, whether we're together or whether we're on Facebook, Jesus will be in our midst. Now, it's also extremely important that we stay connected during this socially distanced time. It is great that we have this avenue of Facebook and also, uh, they tell me, perhaps YouTube also. But it's good that we have these different avenues to be together when we can't be in person. Now, I want you to know I'm going to do my best to stay connected with you. And I'd like for you to stay connected with me. And there's various ways that you can contact me. And, of course, my contact information is on our church website. It's summitchurch.us. And like today, for example, let me, let me know if you were able to watch the service, if it blessed you, what you thought of it. Um, it's just, it's, it's really important that uh, you let me know that you're out there. And uh, like I said, I want to be connected with you and, and I want you to stay connected with, with me. It's very important, important that we do that. And I want you to know that I'm not just here to preach to you, but that I'm here for you if you need anything. So... You know, during this difficult time, if you come up on, on something that you need, you need or whatever the case, you know, let me know and I'll do my best to help you with it and to assist you. Now, until we can meet here at the church building again, which I hope will be very soon, we're going to have our services you know, here on Facebook. You could also, I believe, watch them on YouTube. And, uh, and so normally... At this time, we would have announcements, but we don't have announcements today. But, uh, you know, keep up with what is going on at Summit Church on on our website, summitchurch.us. And then, of course, after announcements, we would receive the tithes and offerings. But, of course, we're not here in person, so we're not going to to receive tithes and offerings like normal. But, But remember that we do have online giving. And uh, you can go to our website and find out about that. And uh, again, summitchurch.us. And uh, if you want to still give by check, that's certainly fine. That's great. Uh, our, our mailing address is P.O. Box 430, Fenton, Missouri, 63026. So let's pray over the tithes and offerings and over the, and over the service. And then we'll get into the Word of God. So let's pray. Heavenly Father... We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. I pray for the people during this difficult time in our nation. I trust that you'll continue to lead us and guide us, protect us, and help us. And I pray for the people as they're faithful in their tithes and offerings. And I trust that you will bless them as they give. And help me today, sir, to share something with the people that will be encouraging and uplifting to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, let's get into, into today's message. Uh, please turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. And as you're doing that, I want, to, I want you to remember how much God loves you. You know, He's gotten you ready for this turbulent time in our country 
before it ever got here. Remember that. Uh, as I said last week, and, and you've lived through it with me in these last several months as, as we've come up on this time, but as 2019 was ending, uh, the Holy Spirit assigned me to teach you about God's covenant. And I covered that with you since the first of the year. And uh, let you know how important it is that we know about his covenant, learn about his covenant. We looked at the covenants of the Bible and the old covenant and, of course, the new covenant, which we live, live on. And, and, I, and I told you how important it was going to be that we learn to stand on God's covenant. And particularly, and we stressed healing to you and provision, and that his covenant makes provision uh, available to us and healing available to us. And uh, I made that clear to you that, we're, that we're, we were coming up on a time where, we're, we're, where we were going to have to stand on his covenant. And that time was just out before us. And looking back at it now, you can see the supernatural hand of God leading, leading us, guiding us, getting us ready for this time. And, and, and we are, we're right on a time now where we're going to have to stand on God's covenant for uh, not only healing but provision. And then, of course, uh, I covered Psalm 91 with you, and we went over, uh, you know, dealing with fear and, and, and how to combat that, and that God does not want us to be fearful. And uh, we did this before the coronavirus came up in the news as a truly serious problem in the United States. Again, see, God loves you so much, He's getting you ready for things before they happen. And... Uh, and you have access, remember, you have access to all of the sermons and whatnot through, uh, through our website at summitchurch.us. Just go there and go to Pastor's Messages. They're all there for you for free. And then, of course, last week, I uh, shared one of the most pivotal messages that I've ever preached or shared with you. And in the 25-plus years that we've been here at Summit Church, I went over and reviewed with you... Uh, Two prophecies that God gave me before the fact, before all of this with the coronavirus came up in the land. Uh, you know, it's good to get news before it happens. And uh, I don't say that to draw any attention to myself, certainly not. And I've never gone over any of the prophecies God's given me like I did last week. And by the way, if you missed that last week, uh, it's on uh, Facebook. The message is on Facebook. It should be up on YouTube. And it's, of course, at our website under Pastor's Messages. But if you missed that message last week, or even if you heard it, go back and listen to it again. And, and uh, like I said, I don't like to draw attention to myself, but those prophecies that God gave me before all this ever came up in the land, I, I think that they'll help you. And that's what, that's, they were designed to warn you, to get you ready, uh, to encourage you and help you. So go back and listen to that material. I think it'll do you good. Now, in 1 Kings 17... Elijah, who was a, a man of God, a prophet of God, a true prophet of God in the Old Testament, at the direction of the Lord, proclaimed to King Ahab that there would be no rain in the land and that a drought would, would ensue, of course. And uh, that lasted. Uh, there was no rain in the land for three and a half years and a terrible drought came, came about. And I want you to just imagine and think about the terrible effects of a three and a half year drought. And of course the famine and the lack of goods and supplies and so on and so forth. Is, it, was a, it was a bad time for the people back there then. And it's clear to us now that the effects of the coronavirus in the United States with businesses shutting down all over the place and all the social distancing and everything, it's, it's going to have a drastic effect on the economy of our nation. But again, the Spirit of God warned us about this before it came, came up on us. So, uh, you know, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. And certainly, uh, we thank God that He forewarned us and, uh, and, uh, and, and we're ready for it. And we're going to make it through this difficult time with God's help. But uh, what I want to centering on now for the rest of this message is what should we do in this turbulent time that we're in here in this nation? What should we do in the days, weeks, or perhaps 
even months ahead. How are we going to make it through this difficult time? And you know, we can learn a lot from Elijah and how he made it through that three and a half year drought. And so in 1 Kings 17, uh, you know, uh, verse 1, Elijah proclaims that it wasn't going to rain anymore to the king until he gave word. So then, of course, no rain, the the drought's going to ensue, bring a famine and all of that. And in verse 2 is where I want you to center in on. It says, the word of the Lord came to him, came to Elijah, saying. Now, if we're going to make it through this difficult time here in the United States, we're going to have to be attuned to the word of the Lord. We're going to have to listen to what it is the Spirit of God is saying. We're going to have to stay in the Bible. We're going to have to stay in God's holy written word. And everything we need to know is in that holy book, the Bible. So we're going to have to stay attuned to the word of the Lord, stay attuned to the Bible, and of course we're going to have to stay attuned to the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And and we're going to need to to listen to to Him and His leading and His guiding as, as He leads us through that peace of heart or lack thereof. And... Uh, and also, it, it, we're going to need to listen and be attuned to real, authentic men and women of God who have their ear to the voice of God and that are, are uh, uh, listening to Him and, and sharing what it is God has to say. And so, uh, Elijah was attuned to the Word of the Lord and we need to be attuned to the Word of the Lord. Now notice... The word of the Lord came to him, verse 2, saying, then verse 3, Get away from here and turn eastward, and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Now, you see that Elijah didn't just hear the word of the Lord, but he also obeyed it. And you know, as well as I do, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, but then, of course, faith without corresponding action is dead. So, you know, he heard what God wanted him to do, and then he did it. And so, in this time we're in here in this nation, we're not only going to have to hear the word of the Lord, but we're going to have to have to uh, adhere to it, hear it, and adhere to it, and do what the word of the Lord says if we're going to make it through to the other side of this terrible time. That we're in. And uh, so God directed him to go to the brook Cherith. And, uh, and, and, that, and that's where he went. And uh, of course verse 4. And it will be that you'll drink from the brook. I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. And verse 5 says he went and did according to the word of the Lord. See so he obeyed God. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith that flows into Jordan. So you see, God had a specific place for him to be during this difficult time. It was by the brook Cherith. That's where God told him to go and that's where he went. You know, uh, so many times people want to just go do their own thing and then, you know, go where they want to go, do what they want to do and then expect God to bless them. But uh, that's not how it works. We have to find out what God wants us to do, where he wants us to go, where he wants us to be. And then we need to go do what he says. And that's what Elijah did. He he didn't go to just the brook of his choice. He went to the brook that God told him to go to. And if we're going to make it through this difficult time, we're going to have to find out what God wants us to do and do it. And, uh, And there's a place for us to be. That God will bless us in. And if we don't get in that place. Then we. You know he has no obligation to provide for us. If we're not being obedient to his voice. So Elijah went to the brook. And he dwelt by that brook. Now that word. Well it says he stayed by the brook. Or dwelt by the brook. But that word dwelt. Brings up the 91st Psalm to me. Which we covered with you a couple of weeks ago. That uh, we're blessed if we abide and dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. So there's a place of blessing that God has for us 
And we need to find where that is, and then we need to stay there, dwell there, just like Elijah did by the brook. And this was where God's place of provision was for him. And then in verse 6, it says, The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from, <clears throat> from the brook. Now notice that the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook. Now you see the supernatural provision of God all over this right here. I mean think about that. He had birds flying him in food. Uh, I mean completely supernatural. And, uh, and you can see the mighty hand of God's provision in this that he's again he's flying him in food with the birds. I, I mean, think about that. And uh, what, this, what this encourages me in is that God has a way of getting provision through to us. Again, we have to hear His voice. We have to do what He says do. But I, I tell you, dear friends, I don't care how bad it gets out there in the world. I don't care how bad the economic situation is in the United States, I don't care how bad it's going to get. If you've been obedient to God, if you've listened to His voice, if you've been been faithful to Him in tithes and offerings and in your service and your heart's been right before Him and you've been walking right before Him, I'm here today. I, I can promise you, based on the authority of God's holy word right here, that if you have listened to God and you have obeyed Him, God will supernaturally provide for you. Just like He provided for Elijah, He'll do it for you. Guaranteed Bible fact. Now, uh, having said that, it's interesting, in my own personal life, just here in the last, just here in the last three days, actually, uh, you know, I was thinking about these times that we've come up, come up upon and thinking about, you know, provision and, you know, with uh, church not being able to gather together on, uh, you know, during, on Sunday or during the week and we have to stop that for a, for a season of time, it appears. And, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, as any, probably any pastor would or just probably anybody, it, you know, that thinking about, you know, what about provision, what, what, what about, what about, what about, what about, you know, I think we've all thought about what about, what about, what about, what are we, what are we going to do, you know, concerning, you know, finances, income, you know, it's just a thought, let's just face it, it's a thought that we all have during a time like this, and, uh, but, uh, I, I went, this is this just I, I share this just to just to trust just to help you I trust it'll help you but I was thinking about these things the other day and uh, you know thinking about you know the needs of the church and whatnot and, you know just thinking about things okay and uh, will there be provision are we going to make it and and you know I know in my heart that we are but we all have these thoughts and so uh, I went to the mailbox. And uh, in the mail, opened up this, there was, a, there was a letter there that I didn't really recognize it. I didn't, you know, I didn't really even know who it was from. And I opened it up and there was a, a very, very, very large offering, a check, an offering to the church. And I mean, I just like to knock me down on the, on the floor uh, or on the ground. And uh, certainly, you know, we're always expecting and trusting the Lord, but... You know, you know, I all I can tell you is I go to the mailbox and and there's a there's a very large check and it, what a blessing. And it was just I feel it was just God's way of saying that you know that he's going to provide for Summit Church. He's going to provide for my wife and I. And he's going to provide for you through this. I don't care how bad it gets. We've been faithful to God. He's going to provide for us. And so what a blessing that was and and uh, when that happened, I just thought about Elijah, how he was by the brook Cherith, and God, got, and God knows right where you're at. And he knew right where Elijah was, and he, he, he th flew those birds in there with the, with the provision in the morning and the evening. And, uh, 
And so when I got that check in the mail, when the, you know, it was a check to the church, I thought, praise God. You know, God knows right where we're at, and, uh, and he's the provider. And so what, what a blessing that was. And, and so I just, I feel like we're by the brook Cherith, so to speak, and God knows where we are, and he'll, and he will. I'm telling you, God will fly it in. I mean, he, he'll fly it in with the birds if he has to. He'll send it in the mail. I mean, God's going to, he is the provider. And let's don't ever get our eyes off of that. Let's remember, God will provide. And like I said, this, this came from a, a source that I, I, I had, I, it was unexpected, believe me. So see, what, what am, why am I sharing this? That God knows where we're at and... Uh, and he will provide for us. What a, what a blessing. And then, you know, that's on more of a large scale. But then uh, just yesterday, my wife and I went to Walmart here in Fenton. And uh, we were doing our weekly shopping. And of course, uh, I don't know if you've heard this yet, but you probably have, that there's there, toilet paper. It's hard to get the toilet paper. It's... It, you know, and then the hand wipes, you know. Now, now we have some at home, all right. But, you know, we, we needed to get some, some toilet paper and some, some, uh, wanted some hand wipes. And, uh, of course, there's none to be had, you know. The, it's like old, mother's, old Mother Hubbard's cupboard. I mean, the, the, it was bare. No toilet paper, no wipes, uh, so on and so forth. So, what are you going to do? So... Anyway, my wife and I, we did our other shopping and got the things that we needed. And, and, uh, and by the way, the pretzels that I like, the Utz pretzels, they're UTZ, Utz pretzels. Now, they're hardly ever at Walmart. I, I like Utz pretzels. And uh, they're, they're hardly ever there. And uh, now, <laughs> I've asked them before, where it went, because I go in there, no Utz pretzels. When am I going to get my Utz pretzels? They get salty, I like those. And uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, before this ever happened, no Utz pretzels, no Utz pretzels. Now, I go in there, everything else is kind of bare, but they've got all sorts of tubs of uh, Utz pretzels. So I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, well, anyway. But we're looking for hand wipes. It makes as much sense as anything else with the Utz pretzels. But be that as it may, we're looking for hand wipes and we're looking for toilet paper. And there's none to be had. So anyway, we get, do the rest of our shopping. We're up there and we're checking out. And there's, you know, several, quite a few people around, uh, you know, checking out and whatnot. And so the, uh, the cashier, we were talking to her just a little bit there. And, and she, uh, she says, uh, you know what? She said, we had a, a, a run this morning on, on hand wipes and uh, toilet paper because apparently they get those in at Walmart at 7 in the morning and there's a big crowd of people and, you know, before you know it, they're, they're all out. So we were so, yeah, well, that's, that's interesting. She was telling us about that. And so, and now there's lots of people there in the line getting checked out. And, and, and so the uh, cashier says, she says, oh, oh, by the way, she says, I've got this, this large... Uh, container hand uh, Lysol hand wipes would you like it <laughs> well, well well sure certainly we would and so she put that in our in our cart you know as the people are kind of looking at us you know and then then it really got interesting she said uh, she said no by the way would you like some toilet paper <laughs> everybody's eyes got real big you know my eyes got real big and Diane's got, eyes got real big and and she said, would you like some toilet paper? I said, well, sure. So she goes back. She walks, steps over from where she was behind the, behind the corner there, behind the, the whatever it is, the shelf there. She pulls out a big 12-pack uh, of, of toilet paper, uh, those extra large jumbo rolls. And she says, would you like these? And we, we said, well, sure, we, sure we'd like them. Now, uh, while she was doing that, of course, everybody in there was looking at me and Diane, and actually it was kind of a nervous time because for us, because people were looking at us like, why, why are they, why, why is this man and his wife, why are they getting the wipes, why are they getting the toilet paper, and 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 uh, and we're not. And, uh, you know, because people have to get there. At, now, when we got there, when we were checking out, I don't know, it was probably about 9.30, somewhere in there. And uh, she said, hey, you know, people getting here at 7 o'clock and fighting over this stuff, you know. And we're just there 
And we've got wipes and we've got toilet paper and people looking at us and looking at us, you know, with wondering, well, you know what I mean is, why are, why are these two people getting the toilet paper and we're not? And, you know, so get a little nervous there, you know, but, uh, but I'll tell you why. And I, I don't say this in a haughty way at all, but I tell you why we got the toilet paper and the hand wipes. It's a favor of God. It's a favor of God. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying God doesn't favor those other people or doesn't love those other people. I'm not saying that at all. But I tell you what, it pays to serve God. It pays to be faithful to Him. It pays to, to be a tither and a giver. And it pays to do that consistently and faithfully over, you know, a 30, 35 year period. You know, you get, get up on a time like this and God will get the hand wipes to you. He'll get the toilet paper to you. He'll get through to you whatever He's got to get through to you. And I'll tell you this much, He'll fly it in with the birds if he has to let's don't ever forget God is a big God he's a supernatural God and let's don't let's don't be moved by the circumstances of this time that we're in but let us remember that we have a covenant with almighty God through his son Jesus Christ and let us stand on that covenant remember what he told us he said we need to put pressure on that covenant where healing is concerned put pressure on that covenant where provision is concerned I tell you what let's do that and God's faithful to his covenant he'll heal us he'll keep us well bless God and he'll provide for us and he'll even fly in with the birds if he has to but praise God forevermore well I'm preaching myself like the one preacher said I'm preaching myself happy but 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 you know what and I'll tell you this much getting those hand wipes and and that toilet paper in the time we're in right now is probably a bigger miracle than that large check coming into the church if you think about it (laughs) because dear friends there's no toilet paper hand wipes to be had Unless you're in the favor of God, you, you need them and God will get them through to you. So praise God, we rejoice. And my wife and I, we went out and, and uh, we quickly, quickly, we loaded all that up in the back of our vehicle. And, uh, and uh, then we sat down and got in and, in the vehicle and we, we grabbed hands and thanked God for his goodness and his provision. So anyway, I thought those two stories would bless you and help you that God will provide. If we'll obey him, if we'll be led by him and just like he provided for Elijah at the brook he'll provide for you and me so let's move on with this now First uh, Kings 17 verse 7 and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land now I want to tell you of course listen God is our source okay now, he, he uses people, he uses different things. He'll use birds if he has to, to bring the provision. But after a while, the brook dried up. And, uh, and what I want to let you know here is that God is our source, but he doesn't have to use just one avenue. He, 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 he can use many different avenues. And so the first avenue that he had here to bless, that he had to bless Elijah with was the brook. The brook and the birds. Yeah, I like that. The brook and the birds. He used the brook and the birds. And so God used the brook and the birds for a while. But eventually that brook dried up. And that source of provision for Elijah dried up. And uh, so God always remained Elijah's source. But God's got many different avenues. He's a big God. And so the, the brook dried up. Now, I don't know, don't ask me about what happened to the birds. God still has those birds. But the point here is the brook dried up. God used the brook and the birds. But now we're going to see he's a big God and he's going to use something else to provide for Elijah. So in verse 8, the word, here it is again. The word of the Lord came to Elijah again. We need to heed the word of the Lord. We need to listen to the word of the Lord. And so, you know, I've got... I've got good news for you. When the brook looks like it's drying up, guess what? God's got, a, God's got another word for you. He's got another avenue for you. If one avenue dries, dries up, God's got 10,000 more avenues. So praise God. So the word of the Lord came to Elijah again. And he said, verse 9, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, there it is again. He, he, God had a place for him to go. And... Uh, Elijah needed to be obedient to that. He said, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I've commanded a widow to provide for you. 
Now, this has always uh, uh, been, been very, uh, uh, I've always enjoyed this right here. Think about that. God using a widow to provide for his prophet. You know, an unlikely source, an unlikely source. Just like when I went to the, to the, uh, uh, to the mailbox the other day and that, that check was there, that blessing. Uh, it was an unlikely source. It was from a source that I had, I had just, would have never, never gave any thought to that any finances would come from that. But it, an unlikely source. And, uh, and this widow, I mean, as we'll see, she didn't have a whole lot. There's a famine in the land. But God will oftentimes use unlikely sources. And so be watchful that you don't get your eyes, well, I got it, you know, well, the provision's going to come from here, the provision's going to come from there. No, no. Keep your eyes on God, listen to Him, obey His word. And God, a lot of times, He'll use the most unlikeliest of sources. And in this case, see, He started, he started with the brook. The birds, birds are pretty unlikely, but a uh, source. But here's now another unlikely source, a widow. Think about it, a widow to provide for God's prophet. So verse 10, he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called her and said, please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, verse 12, as the Lord, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. So here we have a widow, and here we see that she doesn't have a whole lot, and, uh, it has always been interesting to me. The Lord commanded this lady to provide for the prophet. And uh, I don't know. If for, I mean, when, when he shows up, she, she catches her by surprise. So I don't know if she didn't pick up on, the, on, on what God was saying or not. I, apparently not. But be that as it may, God commanded it and it was going to happen. I said God commanded it and it was going to happen. And... Uh, and, and that's good, but, but there's a little more to the story that we have to look at here. So, so he, he says, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, again, he called her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil of jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in, prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. So, okay, so we've read that. But now, now watch this in verse 13. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Do not fear. So she was fearful. And uh, of course, we're in a fearful time here in this nation. But he says, do not fear. And again, I, I taught you this some weeks ago on fear. You know, when, when fearful things happen, God shows up, whether it's he himself or, 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 or an angel of the Lord or when Jesus would show up and his disciples were fearful, again and again, the word of the Lord is, do not fear. Do not fear. So this lady was in the midst of a famine. She didn't have very much. Uh, even though God had commanded her, uh, you know, apparently she didn't. You know, when, when you get in the midst of fear and, uh, well, this just came up in my heart. Listen to this. I didn't have this in my notes, but listen to this. What, when, you get, when you get into fear, it can cloud uh, it can cloud you up. It can muddle muddle you up to the point that you can't hear from God as you should. I just got an answer right there. I, I've wondered for years why this woman, God had commanded her, God had commanded her to provide for the prophet. Now I wonder why she, she I've thought about that for years, why she never heard from, she didn't pick that up. And I know now, God just gave me the answer. I know why she didn't pick it up. Is because she was in fear. She was in fear. Now, again, it's not wrong to feel fear, but I believe it is wrong to react to fear, based on fear. And uh, we can see she's reacting based on fear. And uh, that muddled her 
her receptor, if you will. Dear friends, in this time we're coming up, we're in, we're not coming up on it anymore, we're in it, in this land. And you can see the, the fear and the panic that people have. But you see, if, 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 if we get over and, 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 and join in with all that fear and all that panic, what's going to happen is it's going to muddle us up. And it's going to cloud us up where we can't hear from God as we should. And, and I just got that answer here teaching you right, right here and now. That's why she couldn't hear from God as she should because the fear, I'm convinced of it, the fear, uh, it, it, it clouded the water, so to speak. It, it muddled her, her up. It, 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 it distracted her. She couldn't hear from God. He commanded her, he commanded her to feed the prophet. But she didn't pick that up, and I'm convinced it was because she was she was distracted and 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 muddled up, if you will, by fear. So let's don't be afraid. Let's don't allow fear to cloud us up where we can't hear from God. And notice here in verse 13, he says to her, Do not fear. He said, Go and do as you have said. But make me a small cake from it first. Now, if you have your Bible in front of you there, underline that word first. Put some highlights on it or whatever. He said, make me a small cake from it first. And bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. Now, it's interesting if you, if you don't know God as you should, you can misunderstand this here. But this right here is all about covenant. It's all about covenant. As I've said, we've been teaching you on covenant. This word first is all about covenant. And uh, you see, a lot of people would come in there and, and, uh, and would say, well, see, this, this man of God, he's just trying to get, get, you know, get that woman's food. He's just trying to get that woman's money. He's just trying to... And dear friends, you know as well as I do, there are a lot of preachers in the land that misuse Scripture to bilk money out of God's people. And that is just so sad and I'm so opposed to that. But just because there's those kind of preachers out there doesn't make this principle of first things any less true. And there's a lot of good preachers out there, a lot of good men of God, a lot of good churches out there. And, uh, and, and, and here's the, what I'm trying to say. He said, make me a small cake from it first. It's covenant, covenant here. Keeping God first. See, that prophet, Elijah, represented God. And uh, give to God first. Keep him first. You know, uh, at, right at the end of 2019, if I'm not mistaken, I preached a message on first things. It's on our website. But I tell you what, it'd be good to go back and listen to that. First, keeping God first. The Bible says, seek Jesus. Our Lord said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. What things? Well, you could read that in Matthew 6. It's the necessities of life. We're at a time now where we're, we're going to need the necessities of life. Well, uh, you know, I, I, and, 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 you know, thank God for the government and all that, but don't look to the government. Look to God. Seek Him first. And, and, and His righteousness and, and all the necessities of life, He'll add to you. Even if it's hand wipes and toilet paper, He'll add it to you. He, he really, really, really will. Uh, Seek Him first. Keep Him first. In, in, in this time that we're in, I just want to encourage you, keep God first. Fearful things in the land, keep Him first. Keep Him first, you know, uh, Sunday mornings. Get up in the morning, even though we're not meeting here for, for the time being in person. But get up and, 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 and watch these services on, on uh, Facebook or YouTube. Keep Him first. You know, keep keep the praise music on. Keep Him first. Keep God first in your tithing and your giving. Keep God first in your, your you know in your Bible study and 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 like I said, just because we aren't meeting here on Sundays in person for a while, we'll meet on Facebook. But hey, keep God first. So important that you do that. Vitally important. 
I can't tell you how, how important that is. And I tell you, it, what we've come up on here in this nation right now, you know, it, 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 I think there's going to be a temptation to not keep him first in some areas of your life. But, but whoever's listening, listen to me. I want to encourage you, all of us, let's keep God first. And so he said, make me a small cake from it first. That's a tithing principle there, isn't it? Anyway, and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. Then verse 14, for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went and did. See, there it is. Now the word of the Lord came to her. And then she went and did. See, she, had, she heard the word here. She put action to, to, to what, what, what he said. And so she went and did according to the word of Elijah. And she, and now watch this. See, now bring it to the man of God first. Okay. All right. But then you got, you got to see what happens now. See. She, she obeyed God. She kept him first. Now watch what happens. Verse 15, she went and did what God told her to do according to the word of Elijah. And she and he, that's her son and her household, ate for many days. For many days. Many days. God's provision. Not only for the prophet Elijah, but the woman that... that obeyed the word of the Lord, she got blessed and provided for. And her son got blessed and provided for. They'd have starved and died. She said it herself. They were going to starve and die. But, but God, thank God, God sent the man of God over there and, and she was obedient. And uh, no, she got out of fear. She was in fear there for a while. But then he said, do not fear. And I believe he broke that. See, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, you know. And he broke that, that spirit of fear off of her. And she, she went out and did what the word of the Lord said do, and she brought him that, that, that provision first. And then, as a result, see, see, give, and it'll be given unto you again. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall God. Uh, you know, uh, he'll cause it to come into your in, 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 into your bosom. The Bible says, and uh, and so she obeyed God, and God provided for her and for her son, her household supernaturally for many many days. Remember, we serve a supernatural God. Verse sixteen says, "The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah." Well, praise God. That blessed me. That blessed me. That blessed me. Glory to God. So, hey, let me close with this. I trust you got something out of that. Let's close with this. Let's go over to Matthew 11. I'll give you a moment to turn over there. Matthew 11, verse 28. While you're turning over there, uh, I'll give you a moment to turn. Uh, You know, I was thinking about that toilet paper. (laughs) You know, when I was a kid... Just a kid at my grandma. My grandma, now she, she didn't have the, the conveniences that we have here today. And she had an outhouse. I don't know if many of you remember that, but that, she had an outhouse. No running water, so you have to use the restroom. You'd have to go outside to this little building. And, and she didn't have Charmin or White Cloud or none of that. She, she had the white pages and the yellow pages. So, uh, that's what we, I remember going into that outhouse. Well, it's, Maybe change the subject here, but well, thank God for Charmin, thank God for White Cloud, and thank God he'll fly it into you with the ravens if he has to. So, anyway, a little something funny there for you. Matthew 11, verse 28. Close with this. Come to me, Jesus, our Lord says this, and this is what I want to leave you with today. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So friends, we're, we're at a time here where 
lot of, lot of turbulent things going on, as I've said so many times in this message. But Jesus says, come to me. If you're laboring, you're heavy laden, come to him and he'll give you rest. Take his yoke upon yourself and learn from him. Get in the word of God during the week. Join us on, on Facebook, YouTube, you know, on, uh, during the week. You stay in, stay hooked in with us and learn, learn of him. He says that he's gentle and lowly in heart and then you'll find rest for your souls. You'll find rest for your souls. He's got rest for your soul. But you've got to come to him. And you've got to dwell with him. For his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. And I believe if we'll do that. That God will provide for us. He'll keep us well. He'll heal us. And he'll see us through this difficult time that we're in right now. In this nation. Now before they... Uh, shut down the camera there. I want to speak to anybody out there that maybe you've listened to this and you don't know Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. Well, I want to invite you right now to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. You know, He loves you. He died on the cross for you. He was buried and on the third day He rose from the dead. And you know, uh, the Bible's very clear. There is a heaven to gain and there is a hell to shun. And the only way to miss hell and make heaven is to receive Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. Listen to me. Repent, that means turn from your sins. Turn from your sinful lifestyle and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you'll do that, he'll come into your heart. You'll, you'll, You'll get born again. You'll become a Christian. You'll miss hell and make heaven one day and he'll make your life worth living. In the meantime, if you're out there today and you're a Christian, all right, you've accepted the Lord, but you hadn't been living like you should, I want to call you to repentance also. You know, if you look at the book of Revelation, when Jesus appeared to those seven churches over there in chapters two and three, he, uh, there, were, there were seven churches, five of the seven churches he had a message of repentance for. And so if you're out there listening today and you hadn't, maybe you hadn't been living right for the Lord and all of a sudden now these circumstances have hit and, 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 and you're looking, you know, maybe you hadn't been living like you should. Hey, you can, you can get right with the Lord and you can repent and, 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 and he'll, he'll receive you right back. He'll, he'll, he'll just op- welcome you back with open arms. And, uh, and, and finally, and then we'll close with a word of prayer. I want to... Uh, because I'm doing now what the Lord instructed me to do as I close these, these messages out each week to call this nation to repentance. Uh, you know, much has been said on the news what the nation needs to do, what we need to do here, what we need to do there, what we need to do in the medical arena, what we need to do in the financial arena. But I have not heard anything Maybe some preachers are preaching it. I believe that they are. But I have heard little to nothing of what this nation really needs to do. And I want you to know, I don't believe God sent this coronavirus. I don't believe that for one second. But he can use it as an occasion to draw a nation to himself. And if we want God's help, we're going to have to change our attitude here in this nation as a whole toward him. I've been saying this for years now. And if you've attended Summit Church regularly, you've heard me. We, we must welcome God back into our public square and back into our public schools. We're going to have to stop abortion. And we're going to have to honor his definition of marriage. If we want God to take hold with this nation and help this nation the way he wants to, those things are going to have to be changed and they're non-negotiable. And so with that in mind, bow your heads there and let me lead you in prayer and then we'll close out for today. Heavenly Father, I pray for these people. Now, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus, just say this, say, say God in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. I repent of my sins. Say this, say Jesus, come into my heart. 
I receive you now as my Savior and my Lord. If you're not living right for the Lord, maybe you received him, you, you, you're a Christian, all right, but you hadn't been living as you should. You've gotten grown cold and lukewarm in some things. Just say this, say, say, say Heavenly Father, I'm sorry I haven't lived for you as I should. I turn to you now. I confess my sins to you. He's faithful and just to forgive you. He'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And if you've received Jesus for the first time or you've got your life back right with the Lord, let us know, contact us and let us know that, you, that you've done that. It's, it's important. And now I pray for this nation. Heavenly Father, I pray for this nation. And I, I, I pray that you would use this, this, this terrible thing that's hit this land. We know you didn't send it, but sir, I trust that you'll use it in some, some way to get this nation's attention, to turn back to you, and that there would be national repentance. For I can see that without I can see that this, let's just put it this way. I can see, Lord, that, I, that this nation, there must be national repentance. National repentance. Just like there was in, in Nineveh. And I know you've assigned me to teach on Jonah next week, and, and I'll do that. We'll talk about national repentance. And, and we'll see your goodness in the midst of that. But, but Lord, I pray for this nation, that, be a, that there would be national repentance. So many talk about a revival, but you cannot have revival without repentance. Repentance always precedes revival. And sir, 